If your Heavenly Father makes you aware of a need in which your funds are needed, would you be willing to give? Are you ready? I hope so. This is a kingdom priority. Here is today's word from the Lord with Archbishop Foley Beach. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. Jesus said, Do not be afraid, little flock, for your Father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to the poor. Provide purses for yourselves that will not wear out, a treasure in heaven that will not be exalted, exhausted, where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Be dressed ready for service and keep your lamps burning, like men waiting for their master to return from a wedding banquet, so that when he comes and knocks, they can immediately open the door for him. It will be good for those servants whose master finds them watching when he comes. I tell you the truth, he will dress himself to serve, will have them recline at table, and will come and wait on them. It will be good for those servants whose master finds them ready even if he comes in the second or third watch of the night. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. You also must be ready, because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. Peter asked, Lord, are you telling this parable to us or to everyone? The Lord answered, Who then is the faithful and wise manager? whom the master puts in charge of his servants to give them their food allowance at the proper time. It will be good for that servant whom the master finds doing so when he returns. I tell you the truth, he will put him in charge of all his possessions. But suppose the servant says to himself, My master is taking a long time in coming. And then he begins to beat the men servants and the maid servants and to eat and drink and get drunk. Master of that servant will come on a day when he does not expect him, and in an hour he does not aware of, he will cut him to pieces and assign him a place with the unbelievers. That servant who knows his master's will and does not get ready or does not do what his master wants him will be beaten with many blows. But the one who does not know and does things deserving punishment will be beaten with few blows. From everyone who has been given much, much will be demanded. And from the one who has been entrusted with much, much more will be asked. The Gospel of the Lord. Our Father, we now open your word and we ask that you would pour out your Holy Spirit to give us insight, to give us application for our lives, to hear from you this day. In Jesus' name and for his honor we pray. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. This morning is the third in a series of sermons that we are sharing entitled Life Lessons from Luke. Week one was on prayer. Last week was on possessions. This morning is on priorities. If I was to ask you to name for me the most important priorities in your life, I would imagine you could probably list for me a number of items which you would say were your priorities. A priority, it's a precedence or a preference, especially established by an order of importance or urgency. Preference. 
It is what's important to you. It's what's urgent in your life, your priorities. The real question is really not what you think your priorities are, but does reality say what your priorities are? The real question is not what you think your priorities are, but does reality speak to what your priorities are? Show me your checkbook and your calendar, and I can tell you what your priorities are. How we use our time and spend our money speaks to what our priorities in our lives are. Now, if you have your Bible this morning, if you'd open with me, please, to Luke chapter 12, or if you have the scripture insert, Luke chapter 12, beginning with verse 32. And let's look at the priorities to which Jesus is speaking in this passage. The text begins with Jesus telling his followers that they have been given the kingdom. Verse 32. Do not be afraid, little flock, for your Father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. He has given his followers the kingdom. That is, that you and I and all who are believers in Jesus Christ are considered citizens of the kingdom of God. We are servants of the Most High God, the King of kings, the Lord of lords. The Apostle Paul wrote about this reign of God in Romans chapter 14. He says, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Because anyone who serves Christ in this way is pleasing to God and approved by men. What we are to be about in the kingdom are the king's priorities, not ours, not what's politically correct, not what's socially correct, not to gratify our sinful nature. What we're to be about in the kingdom are the king's priorities. Now before I go any further, because this is a tough teaching, I must confess that I'm not there yet. None of us are there yet. We know what God's priorities are, at least we want to know. And it's a process to change our ways. None of us is perfect. But the goal is to be about kingdom priorities, not our priorities. And we can find many perspectives about God's priorities for our lives. For example, Rick Warren in his book, The Purpose Driven Life, states that there are five priorities of the kingdom. As he put it, the five purposes of your life are worship. You are planned for God's pleasure. Fellowship. You were formed for a family. Discipleship. You were created to become like Jesus. Ministry. You were shaped for serving God. And evangelism. You were made for a mission. Worship. Fellowship. Discipleship. Ministry. Evangelism. Now, other Christian leaders write about their perspective on what priorities should be in your life. And all are good and all can be argued from the Bible. What you and I have to do is to be so in relationship with God, our Heavenly Father, that we know what His priorities are for us at this time, in this place, for our situation. Now, this passage from Luke speaks of two priorities of the kingdom. Being a ready follower, verses 33 to 40, and being a responsible steward, verses 41 to 48. Let's look together at the ready follower. When I was in college, I had a friend who came to talk to me one night about a girl he was dating. He said, I've really enjoyed being with her. She's fun, she's pretty, she has great taste, she's spiritual and loves God. She's easy to talk to, but I'm having a problem. Whenever we go out, 
she's never ready. If I'm to pick her up at 7, it might be 7.20 or 7.40. We've missed movies. We've had to change dinner reservations. We were supposed to meet my parents, and we were 45 minutes late for dinner. What am I supposed to do? I can't live like this. Well, some folks have to work at being ready. While this friend's girlfriend didn't realize the effect she was having, you and I need to realize that one of the priorities of the kingdom is being ready. Being ready. All of us who are believers in Jesus say that we're followers of Him. Where He leads, I will follow her. I've decided to follow Jesus, we sing. But are we really ready to follow? Ready. It means prepared, available, alert, willing, attentive, ready. Prepared or available for service or action. Ready. Mentally deposed, willing. Are we ready to follow Jesus? Verse 32 again. Do not be afraid, little flock, for your Father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. Jesus tells His followers not to fear. Why? Because He's given them the kingdom. Isn't this why so many of us are hesitant to be ready to follow? We're afraid. We're afraid of what it might mean. We're afraid of where it might lead. We're afraid of what people might say. But Jesus is saying, you've been given the kingdom. What else do you need? You've been given the kingdom. What are you afraid of? He then shares three things that a follower of Jesus should be ready for. First, ready to give, verse 33 and 34. Ready to give. Sell your possessions and give to the poor. Provide purses for yourself that will not wear out, a treasure in heaven that will not be exhausted, where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. A follower of Jesus is ready to give. A follower of Jesus is available to God to give of whatever he has to serve the Lord. In this passage, he says they're willing to sell their possessions and give to the needy. By doing so, these disciples attained treasure in heaven. By doing so, these disciples gained pocketbooks and wallets that would never be empty. By doing so, they were able to tap into the eternal resources of the spiritual realm. A follower of Jesus is ready to give. Now, isn't this where we modern American Christians get tripped up the most? We want to be Jesus to be the Lord of our lives, and we want to serve Him and do whatever He says, but we don't want Him to touch our checking account or our mutual fund or any aspect of our portfolio. If your Heavenly Father makes you aware of a need in which your funds are needed, would you be willing to give? Are you ready? I hope so. This is a kingdom priority. Listen to what the Lord says in 1 John 3, 17. If anyone has material possessions and sees his brother in need, but has no pity on him, how can the love of God be in him? The New American Standard expresses it this way. But whoever has the world's goods and beholds his brother in need and closes his heart against him, how does the love of God abide in him? Eugene Peterson, in his translation called The Message, says it this way. If you see some brother or sister in need and have the means to do something about it, 
but turn a cold shoulder and do nothing, what happens to God's love? It disappears, and you made it disappear. A follower of Jesus is ready to give. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Secondly, a follower of Jesus is ready to go. Ready to go and serve. Verse 35. Be dressed ready for service and keep your lamps burning. Be dressed ready for service and keep your lamps burning. A follower of Jesus is ready to go and serve the Lord. A follower follows, right? We Americans, we're used to being in charge. Me, myself, and I. A follower follows. But are we really willing to go and serve where God might lead us? Are we really willing to do what God might want us to do? I've learned over the years that the Lord does not force us to do anything. He asks us to follow, not force. If I'm not willing to go, I won't. If I'm not willing to serve, I won't. If I'm not willing to do what God asks, He probably will not ask. Did you hear that? If I'm not willing to do what God asks, He probably won't ask. What's the point? If you're not ready, if you're not available, if you're not willing, He's not going to ask you. Many of you wonder why you don't see much going on spiritually in your life. You must ask the question, am I ready for something to happen spiritually in my life? Am I dressed ready for service? I believe the Lord wants us to say, here I am, Lord. Use me in your service. Here I am, Lord. Use me however you want me to be used. If that means to be a great husband, if that means to be a missionary to Eastern Europe, or to be a Christian business person, or to volunteer at church, or to be a spokesman for you, Lord, here I am. Use me. I'm willing. What if God tapped you on the shoulder and said, Go. Are you willing? Are you ready? Is your lamp burning? Meaning, is your light on? Are you waiting for Him to lead your path? Third, a follower is ready to greet. A follower is ready to greet. In verse 36 through 40, Jesus uses this parable to explain what His listeners would clearly have understood. Verse 36. Be dressed for service and keep your lamps burning like men waiting for their master to return from a wedding banquet so that when he comes and knocks, they can immediately open the door for him. It will be good for those, who, those servants whose master finds them watching when he comes. I tell you the truth, he will dress himself to serve and will have them recline at table and will come and wait on them. It will be good for those servants whose master finds them ready even if he comes in the second or third watch in the night. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. You also must be ready, because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect Him. A follower is ready to greet the Master. Jesus says a follower is like men waiting for their Master to return from the wedding. They want to be ready to open the door for Him, to serve Him and His bride. They want to be ready so that the Master might have joy. And what does Jesus say that this master will do to those who are ready to greet him? He says he will dress himself in servant clothes. He will invite them to the table. He himself will serve them. It will be good for those who are ready to greet the master. And he summarizes the parable with verse 40. You must also be ready because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. 
You see, one day Jesus will return. We'll be ready to greet him. One day, whether we like it or not, each of us on the planet will leave this planet and go and stand before him. Will we be ready to greet him? A priority of the kingdom, a ready follower. There's a second priority here, and that's the responsible steward. Responsible steward. And what I'd like to do is start with the last verse, because I think it sums it up, and then we'll go back and put it together. Verse 48. From everyone who has been given much, much will be demanded. And from the one who has been entrusted with much, much more will be asked. From any way you want to examine it, American Christians have been entrusted with much. You can x-ray it, you can dissect it, you can exegete it. Any way you look at it, we have been entrusted with much. The question we must ask ourselves is, am I being a responsible steward with what God has entrusted me with? And we've all been put in charge of something. Look at verse 42 now. Actually, I want to back up. Verse 41, Peter asked, Lord, are you telling this parable to us and to everyone? And then Jesus really doesn't answer the question. He goes on with another parable. The Lord answered, Who then is the faithful and wise manager whom the master puts in charge of his servants to give them their food allowance at the proper time? In this parable, the manager has been put in charge of the servants and to pay them when it's time. We've all been put in charge of something. It might be a Sunday school class, a business, a family, a bank account, some need, a burden. Maybe it's a vision that the Lord has given you. What are the areas you've been entrusted with by God? It could be your homework if you're a student. It could be your athletic abilities. It could be your automobile or your home. Your skills or your spiritual gifts. If you're a child, it could be your bedroom or your toys. What have you been entrusted by God with to be a good steward? Verse 33. It will be good for the servant whom the master finds doing so when he returns. I tell you the truth, he will put him in charge of all his possessions. Whatever God has put you in charge of, are you doing what he wants you to be doing? Are you being a good steward of whatever that is? The point is, not so much what you have been in charge, put in charge of, but what you are doing with what he's asked you to do. See, we get all wrapped up in what we've been put in charge of, rather than just doing what he's asked us to do. Are you ministering to one other person? Then be faithful in ministry to that one other person. Are you ministering to 20 other people? Then be faithful in that ministry to those 20 people. Have you been entrusted with an automobile? Be a responsible steward of that car. Have you been entrusted with a house? Then be a responsible steward of that house. Verse 45. But suppose the servant says to himself, My master is taking a long time in coming. And then he begins to beat the men servants and maid servants and to eat and drink and get drunk. The master of that servant will come on a day when he does not expect him. And at an hour he is not aware of, he will cut him to pieces and assign him a place with unbelievers. This is an example of bad stewardship. He thinks the master is not returning for a while. So he treats people bad. He lives for his own pleasures in eating and drinking. And he lets go of his morals and gets drunk. I know we do this more than we'd like to admit. It goes something like this. I know the Lord said he'd return. 
but it won't be till after I'm gone, so I don't have to worry about it. Or I plan to live to at least 80 or hopefully 90, so I don't have to worry about this now because I won't have to see him till then. We all have our own story in which we play this out. Verse 47, That servant who knows his master's will and does not get ready or does not do what the master wants him will be beaten with many blows. Some people know what God wants them to do and they refuse to do it. In essence, they're saying the beep with God. They're going to do their own thing. They're going to do it their own way. Do you realize it's a deep privilege to know what God wants you to do? I have people come in my office year after year after year saying, I don't know what the Lord wants me to do. How can I know His will? If you know what the Lord wants you to do, what a privilege it is to have that knowledge. And we've got to be a responsible steward with that knowledge. Verse 48, But the one who does not know and does not... The one who does not know and does things deserving punishment will be beaten with a few blows. This tells us that God's justice is based on our knowledge, what we know. He holds us accountable for what we know. And if He reveals to you His will and you don't do it, then He's going to hold you accountable for that. How does God dish out punishment? It's based on our knowledge and then our obedience. This passage ends with what we started with. From everyone who has been given much, much will be demanded. And the one who has been entrusted with much, much more will be asked. It's a priority of the kingdom to be a responsible steward. You know, the good news in all this, if God asks us to do something or He entrusts us with He's going to give us the power and the ability to do it. And it's a joy. It's not a burden. It's not something that's, that's the, He's not the killjoy in the sky that wants to ruin our lives. He wants to bless us. But when we refuse to follow His will, we miss out on that blessing. So the text this morning is about the priorities of the ready follower and the responsible steward. The ready follower is ready to give. The ready follower is ready to go and serve. The ready follower is ready to greet the master. The responsible steward takes care of what the Lord entrusts to her. The responsible steward does what the Lord asked him to do. You know the best part? The kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. That's the best part. Jesus said, Do not be afraid, little flock, for your Father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. Amen. That was Dr. Beach with today's message. For more information on this message and this ministry, please visit awordfromthelord.org. There you will find today's message and previously aired messages, where you can listen to them again and share them with friends and family. Awordfromthelord.org has audio archives of Foley Beach's one-minute radio feature and much more. So visit awordfromthelord.org for audio, articles, and information about the ministry. You can find A Word from the Lord on Facebook, and be sure to click the Like button to follow our feed on Facebook. You can also follow Foley on Twitter. His Twitter address is twitter.com 
at Foley Beach. If you have any comments or questions about the program, you can contact Dr. Beach by email at foleybeach at a word from the Lord dot org. Again, his email is foleybeach at a word from the Lord dot org. You can contact us by mail. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 636, Monroe, Georgia, 30655. Our mailing address again is P.O. Box 636, Monroe, Georgia, 30655. Whether you send us an email or write to us, we'd love to hear from you. A Word from the Lord is made possible by God's grace through the continued prayers and loving financial support from you. And we thank you for this opportunity to spread the hope of the gospel of Christ through this ministry. Join us again next time for the next broadcast of A Word from the Lord. For Dr. Beach and everyone here at A Word from the Lord, it is our prayer that you would be seeking a word from the Lord.